Beginning of the year, we started on first things first, and then from there we went to first works, and now today we want to look at first fruits. Turn in Matthew chapter 6, that's where we have um, anchored these sermons, and then from there, go to Proverbs chapter 3. Oh, one more thing I got to do or else I'll have 12 women griping at me. If you are a first-time guest here at Orchardville Church, we would like to uh, give you one of these. It's got some goodies in it, coffee cup and, and whatnot. That's what my wife's new favorite saying is, uh, coffee cup and whatnots and things in here. So uh, if we ask you to fill out the back flap on your bulletin and turn that in at the info desk and they will get you those whatnots. So uh, how many here for the very first time? Would you please raise your hand? Very first time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33. Also remember tonight will be the, anybody? Combined service. Centralia Branch will be coming over. And uh, one of these days when we do combined service, it'll be Centralia Branch and Fairfield Branch. And it'll be a real, yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And now, the book of Proverbs, chapter number three, verse number nine. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all. I might as well do this. All means all, and that's all that it means. <laughs> With all thine increase. Father, we ask and pray for your blessing and anointing upon the preaching of your word, and God, not only that, but the hearing of your word, and Lord, not only that, but the receiving and doing of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. A number of years ago, I used the illustration that, and people have told me, oh, that preacher just used a lot of illustrations. Well, guess what? So did Jesus. So I'm in pretty good company there. And I've used the illustration of having two drywall buckets. And they're emptied out, no mud in them. But what I did was I put, a, um, I put some bricks. But first, before I did that, I put sand in the bucket. And then I put five or six bricks in the bucket. And then you shake it all down for as far as it'll go. And from the, out there, you can see that the bricks are way above the rim of that bucket. And then what I do, I take, and it's, you got to have the plastic because you can't get no sand on the carpet and all of that. And, and then I take the bricks and I take those same bricks out of that bucket and put in the empty bucket over here. 
five, six bricks, however many bricks it was, and then I take the sand and I start pouring the sand into the bucket. Guess what happens? I've got to go over and get another bucket that has additional sand in it to be able to top this bucket off. And the, here's the message. If we will do first things first, everything will fit in the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. If you will do what God has told us to do in his word, seek ye first my kingdom, I will, this is God's word, I will make sure to add everything else into what you need. I believe that. Some people don't, and you can tell that by the way they live. No, if you're going to clap, you got to clap like you mean it. There you go. There you go. Clap like you mean it. Here's what I've heard down through the years. Don't preach about money. Preach about the Bible. It's what I realized. Givers enjoy messages about giving. Takers do not. There are 500 references to faith in the Bible. 500 references to prayer in the Bible. 200 references and mentions of heaven and hell in the Bible. 2,000 references to money and possessions in the Word of God. God saying that's important. And if you don't think money is a big ticket item, you try taking the billfold off of the person sitting next to you. And as a preacher, you will never, and don't wait for it, it's not going to happen, you will never hear me give you an excuse not to give. Oh, preacher, I just can't give. We have give when there ain't nothing in the fridge. <laughs> nothing in the fridge. Five or six empty salad dressing things in there. <laughs> which 20, 31 years later, she still operates that way. The whole refrigerator door. See, if I start talking about her, I get sidetracked and I lose, lose where I was going. Me and George have talked about this here a while back, George Thomason. And George, he always has some great insights, particularly about money, it seems like. But... Um, one of, the, one of the things that uh, one of the things he made mention of, and it is it's golden. It is right on. These same people that can't give. That, oh, preacher, you just don't understand. I can't give. When they got it. They got to make their satellite dish payment, and they've got to make their iPad payment and their iPod payment, and they've got to get their internet paid for, and they've got to buy three uh, cartons of cigarettes that week, and they've got to do this, and they've got to do that. And we just can't give. Your priorities is all messed up. Remember the bucket, the invisible bucket right here. Remember the bucket. If we will do first things first, God will make sure that he adds everything else in our life what we need. Matthew 6, 21. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We really, I mean, we've got the idea that it's the other way around. Oh, no, if your heart's somewhere, then your money follows. No, 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 no. We have got University of Illinois parents that attend this church, and they are huge. I mean, huge U of I fans. You know why? 
They pay a lot of money at that college. They're going to be a huge U of I fan. Where their money is, that is where their heart is. And I've told this to numerous people, you are never 100% behind Orchardville Church until your first 10% is behind it. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. Now let me give you some Bible truths here. The Passover lamb had to be the firstborn, and had to be without blemish. Why was that? Here's the reason. Because that wasn't going to be the only lamb that was going to be sacrificed that year. That lamb was going to be sacrificed by the high priest to start off that year. But literally what that Passover lamb did, firstborn, without blemish, that Passover lamb redeemed all the other Passover lambs that would be offered down through that whole year for all of the other Israelites from time to time when they knew that they were to bring an offering and sacrifice that to God. It would redeem everyone that trusted. Now, Romans chapter 8 says this, Jesus is the firstborn son without blemish. We could use it this way. Jesus is the first fruits without blemish. Why? He would redeem everyone that trusted him. The Passover lamb was the first fruit. Jesus Christ was the first fruit. Guess what? Sunday morning is the first fruits. Oh, no, it's part of the weekend. No, it ain't. I know we we in North America look at it that way, but it's not. Oh, preacher, that's just... Go home and look at your calendar. I'm not telling you a lie. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's what it says. On your calendar and in your Bible, Sunday is the first day of the week. And by you being here and worshiping in the house of God, worshiping the God of this house, worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, you are redeeming the rest of the week is what you're doing. First things first. Now, I got an illustration here. Now, Mitchell, is this going to work or not? Huh? Is it? Awesome. Well, wait a minute. It's, okay, that'll work. I have got one, two, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty dollar bills. Now I've got a question. Which one of these is the tithe? What would you guess? Right here. This one's not. This one over here's not. This one here is not. This is called first fruits. Oh, I'm a preacher. I just can't afford to give. And I know exactly what you do. Let me go to illustration number two. A man was given 10 magic apples. And with the first apple he was to give to God... With the next three apples, he was going to build a house. 
with the next three apples, he was going to give his children and wife clothing and food. And with the last three apples, what he was going to do, he was going to send his kids to college. But he got to looking at those apples, and man, those apples look so good. He's, oh, no, I can't really get, these really, no, I got I to gotta go ahead and build a house. And then with these, yeah, yeah, they, we all need food and clothes. And these here, oh, well, I, you know, I can't give this to God. I got to educate my kids. But he gets to this apple here. Oh, my it's so much shinier and redder. It's got to be more luscious and better than all of the other apples. Can I give this to God? I mean, this apple's so nice. So delicious. <laughs> what does he do? Here's what he does. Here's what he does. He eats the apple and gives God the core. And I can tell you what. Yes, God is a God of love, but if you want to be blessed, don't do that. Don't do that. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all thine increase. I believe that is time. I believe that is talent. I believe that is treasure. Oh, no, God, I'll just do it my own way and go my own way. I've got this thing right here. One night, I had a wondrous dream. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get something else. I, I had a dream the other night. It was Thursday night. I went home, and I had a dream. I've been on this since January 1, where I have two shakes a day, and I have a bowl of Campbell's soup at night. I'm telling you, it's just, uh, what a meal. And, <laughs> and I've been doing that since January 1, Thursday night, and I ain't cheated yet. Thursday night, in my dream, where's Mary Street at? Mary Street, in my dream, brought me a huge bunch of hot rolls. <laughs> and I know why I was thinking that, because Thursday night, she marched all them hot rolls in here for people to eat. And I had that on my mind, evidently, when I went to sleep. <laughs> so it's been 30 days, and the only time I've cheated was Thursday night in my dream. <laughs> was, was, One night, I had a wondrous dream. One set of print footprints there were seen. You've all heard that dream or the thing about one set of footprints. Okay. This is a little bit different. The footprints of my precious Lord, but mine were not along the shore. But then some stranger prints appeared, and I asked the Lord, what have we here? Those prints are large and round and neat, but Lord, they are too big for feet. My child, he said in somber tones, for miles and miles I carried you alone. I challenged you to walk in faith, but you refused and made me wait. 
You disobeyed, you would not grow. The walk of faith, you would not know. So I got tired and I got fed up and there I dropped you on your butt. Because in life there comes a time when one must fight and one must climb. One must rise and take a stand or leave their butt prints in the sand. <laughs> and this is the best part about it here at the bottom. Author unknown. Did not want <laughs> Did not want to attach his name to that. Israel, when they went into the promised land, was to go in and they was to conquer Jericho and God had given the fiat command, don't touch a thing. Leave it alone. It's mine. Here's what God's doing. Again, if they would have listened to God, what that first city would have done, because God knows, and this is what happened, Israel conquered 10 major cities. They don't know they're going to do that. God does. And God is saying this first city will redeem all the other nine cities. Leave it alone. Don't bother. Get your hands off of that. That belongs to me. Achan refused to listen to God. The Bible said that he saw... He took, he coveted, and he hid. Hid the things that he had stolen underneath the tent. God gave Achan a chance to repent, and he wouldn't do it. Now, I want the cameraman to help me out here. I want everybody in this place to stand up. Everybody. Everybody in the house. There you go. There are, I don't know, let's say 500 people in here today. There were 3 million Jews. And God has commanded and said that one has stolen, told Joshua, one has stolen what should not have been his, and he took it anyway. Sin is in the camp. And God said, won't be no problem. I'll point him out to you. And here's what God did that day. In the ear of Joshua, Joshua started setting down different tribes of all those different tribes of people. That balcony right there, you can sit down. This section here, you can sit down. This balcony can sit down. Over there to the west, you can sit down. This section can sit down. That section here, you can sit down. To the east, you can sit down. I want the last three rows to sit down. I want that second and third row to sit down.
the next three rows. Sit down. You too can sit down. Kayla, sit down. Scotty, you can sit down. You can sit there. One man left standing that day. Now, this was with 500 people. Can you imagine the time it would have took for 3 million people? God gave Achan, thanks, Matt. God gave Achan basically 359 degrees of escape. Any time during that roll call, Achan could have said, it was me. I done it. I'm sorry. He didn't do that, though. Stood right there. Cheated. Took from God. And again, we could have told Achan, Achan, if you'll keep your hands off the stuff, God's going to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. That one city will redeem the nine. You'll get to take whatever you want from the rest of the nine. But no, Achan wanted to keep what belonged to God. And it was a curse upon him and his family. Alexander White, who old, old, old guy, probably lived 100, and his books are 150 years old. He tells a wonderful story to do with Achan about the eagle that swoops down into the tabernacle area and there upon the brazen altar is the sacrifice burning and the eagle swoops down and grabs a piece of that flesh and takes it back to its nest and drops it there for the young. But what the eagle didn't realize, there was a burning ember that was tucked in underneath Absorbed into that flesh. And when that eagle dropped that flesh down into that nest, the nest caught on fire. And she could do nothing in time to get the baby eaglets out, and it destroyed them all. That's what happened to Achan. His very action of cheating God destroyed his whole family. I feel like I am blessed today. Ever since I have been 16 years of age, I have tithed. And I'll grant you, this is something that I hear from time to time, and it just really burns my hide. A preacher, I just don't understand about tithing. You make 200 bucks, you give 20? What's not to understand? I know an old farmer that every time I see him, he goes, Oh, preacher, you're always wanting me to go down there to that church. Here's what he told me one time. If I get down there in that church, you just want me to give a tithe. And I'm thinking, this guy never been to church in his life, and he gets it. <laughs> never been in his life and understands it. Don't tell me that people don't understand it. There are, I'm sure there are people here that don't tithe. There are people at the Centralia branch that don't tithe. You are not, you are certainly not giving a blessing and allowing a blessing to be added to you, but perhaps a curse. Amen. 
You burned up the nest and the eaglets. In Matthew cha- or Malachi chapter 3, we read that about the storehouse, and, pre- and people say, yeah, but preacher, that's the Old Testament. Well, you need to look in verse 6 of that chapter, because here's what the Bible says. I'm the Lord, and I change not. And evidently, if that's what he wanted back then, that's what he wanted right now. Well, your amens are really weak, but I'll take them anyway. <laughs> just what I've heard as well. I'm just basically giving you a little uh, excuses I've heard down through the years. Preacher, I just give the widow's might. No, you won't, you liar. Mm-mm. You're not going to do it. Well, I give a couple of pennies. That's the wrong message. That's not what Jesus was getting at. Jesus was getting at this woman gave all she had. So don't come up to me and belly up to me and say, I'm starting to talk that way because I'm losing some weight. Don't you with your big belly belly up to me. I better keep my mouth shut. You have the opportunity and the people say this is bragging, but I don't think it is. You have the opportunity to pay a tithe unto a church that is just not affecting this community, but it's affecting a whole area. I mean, it is a blessing of mine to go to Mount Vernon, Fairfield, McLeansboro, different places, and see CDs of different churches They have started a CD ministry, and um, the the big majority of them have asked me, hey, how'd you do that? How'd how'd that happen? How'd you do that? So this church is affecting a whole bigger area than just Orchardville, thank God. There's something drastically wrong, and I know this is a message, not a shouting kind of message, but hey, everybody needs this. I need this from time to time. It reminds me. There's something drastically wrong if you don't tithe. Well, sure, you're unspiritual, but it goes beyond that. You're a thief. You're a thief. Will a man rob God? You come into this place. There are Sunday school classes. There are things for the kids on Sunday. We've got all kinds of things on Wednesday night for them to do. You come in, you see the building, you see what's going on, you see the musicians, the, not magicians, the, the musicians, you see, yeah, the musicians, you see everything that's going on, the singing, the, the, the just ability and the talent that people are willing to give unto God and give their time of, uh, unto God in, in all of this. Do, uh, see all this, the lighting, the music, all of this, and then, well, you know, hey, yeah, there it is. God, take that. Give you a a tip. Here, take that. You try doing that at your favorite eatery and see what happens. They'd be calling Mike Everett up saying, we had a thief in here. (laughs) Come and get this guy. First fruits. God owns everything. I'm only a steward. Where your treasure is, 
That's where your heart will be also. God prospers me not to raise my standard of living, but to raise my standard of giving. I believe that. Now, when I talk about a tithe, I'm not just talking about money here. I'm talking about your time and your talent as well. Set it under a bushel, hide it under a bushel? No. I got a phone call from my mom last night and telling me that a family wanted me to come over to the hospital at Mount Vernon and see a a friend of mine who's dying of cancer. And I got over there about midnight and prayed with him, prayed with his family. And at 2 o'clock, a little bit after 2 o'clock this morning, Marty passed away. And here's what his wife told me. I prayed with him again, and I was getting ready to leave. And she said, she grabbed my hand and said, Mark, thank God. Thank God that you came to our house two weeks ago. And what I did, he's a man that I'd worked with for a number of years, known him for probably 25 years or better. Tried to get him to come to church numerous times. He just wouldn't have anything to do with it. What I did, I went and visited him at his home. And I brought a, a New Testament and this right here. And you've probably heard me talk about this before. I have used this thing dozens of times. It says, why Jesus died. And I will hand this to people. And immediately their defenses are up. They don't want to read anything. I, I'm, not, I'm not for this. I don't want it. But when you open it up, there's a mirror. And you're looking right at yourself. And immediately those defenses are dropped. And I showed that to Marty. And I showed that to Paula, his wife. And I said, I've got four scriptures I want to read to you because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And this will build faith in you. And I took them in the Romans road. And I said, Marty, like everyone else, you're going to meet God. And I said, Paula, you will too someday. Both of you can receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Here's what I get all the time. Yeah, but I don't. I don't attend church, and I tell them, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about first things first, you getting your heart right with God. You know it as well as I do. There are people who went to church all of their life. They ain't even born again. They ain't even born again. And to be able to leave that hospital room last night, And his wife saying, thank God you came to our house two weeks ago. That man is in heaven right now because of a simple childlike faith that he put in Jesus Christ. Not in me, not in Orchardville Church, not in another church down the road. In Jesus Christ, the only one that could save him. And what a thrill 
it was for me to leave that hospital room last night, even though a friend had passed away, knowing that he is in heaven right now because of a simple childlike faith in Jesus Christ. Praise God. Uh, we have got some of these. Uh, I had a, a person ask me about ordering some of these, so we ordered some, and I think maybe the Todds have got them out there. Maybe, I don't know. They're out there somewhere. But uh, and if you don't have a New Testament and you don't have one of these, you need it. This here is golden. You say, well, I don't know if I could win anybody. This here is golden. It just does something unlike anything I've ever used before. It just breaks down people's defenses where they're willing to hear the word of God. Why Jesus died, he died for me. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you, God, for another opportunity that you've given to me to share with your people. And Lord, I ask and pray, Lord, from the youngest to the oldest and everybody in between here this morning, God, help them first things first. First things first. First things first in their life. And if they're here this morning, never having said yes to Jesus as Savior in their life, first things first needs to happen today. God, I ask and pray that you would on their heart. Let today be their day. Let today them leave this place knowing that they are born again by the grace of Jesus Christ. Not that they've joined the church, not that they've shook a preacher's hand, but they have said yes to the saving grace of Jesus. He died for our sins. We readily accept that. And because of that, we are safe in his arms to be able to go to heaven someday. God, let that be a reality in people's heart. Father, if there are people here today, Lord, that they've never really been faithful in this thing of giving unto you, God, I pray that you would touch their heart. Lord, I am not. This is not my job. I am not heaping condemnation on anyone. I want them to see the blessings of obeying you. And God, may that become fruitful and just as a bouquet of flowers in their heart. Lord, may that just open up for them to see that and know that and feel that. In Jesus' name, amen.
our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. Jesus.